Ho ho ho, and welcome back to Kino Thanks. If you're joining us for the first time, this is a series we do on The Stacks, a movie, podcast, and media empire hosted by Stephen and Jack. He's Stephen. Hello. I'm Jack. On this series, Kino Thanks, we dive through some of the worst rated movies on Letterboxd and work out Mm. just how bad they are. If you followed our cinematic shenanigans last month here on The Stacks, you'll know that we covered some films starring the one, the only... Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, yes. did you know that Arnie directed a movie? Only I, one movie. <laughs> yeah, I, you only know because I told you. And I only know because Matt told me. Um, <laughs> a Christmas movie, in fact. Mm. Um, a TV movie from 1992. Yeah, there, called... I was on the Wikipedia okay, page. Okay, well, Stephen's um, just going to interrupt no, my no. intro. I was, so I was on fine. the Wikipedia page earlier for Christmas films, for reasons that will become apparent later. And I went to theatrical releases, and this film was listed. Did it? This mm. did not get. It was a TV movie. You can tell there's cuts I, where it's like I, ad break. I know, I know, but at some point it seems that Wikipedia thinks it was theatrically shown. Maybe Arnie hosted his own like personal screening in like one theater, mm. so technically it for could Charlie be Sheen. could be nominated for like an Oscar or something if it had been had yeah. a, had a theatrical run. So yeah, it's a remake of the 1940s film of the same name that starred Barbara Stanwyck, and mm-hmm. we here we have uh, Diane Cannon, Tony yeah. Curtis. Chris Christopherson yeah, and yeah. old Arnie behind the camera. The directorial debut of the O-Tour. It has Stephen, a brief what? cameo. Has a yeah, very, very brief cameo. Very brief cameo. Um, Stephen, what's going on here? What's going on in Connecticut? I, 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 have, I have no idea. Um, this this movie... Okay, first of all, is it bad? Yes, it is. Um, if that's all you to know, that is, that is dealt with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, done and done. Um, you can close the episode now. This isn't a great movie. None yeah. of the movies on this, on this podcast series are ever great, but... Um, yeah. And unfortunately, the main reason why it is bad is the filmmaking. Um, yeah, it's which just is nothing. It's very, very nothing. It gives the opinion that Arnold Schwarzenegger has never been on a film set, never mind directed a movie before. Um, <laughs> never seen a camera before. It, it feels like he's never seen a film, which is actually entirely possible. I'm not sure he has Very seen true. He's, um, he's usually in the gym. Yeah. Um, and this film starts with a person doing pull-ups. You're like, oh, yeah. An Arnie yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. The, the fitness theme. Like, um, what was it? Kindergarten Cop? Yes, Kindergarten Cop. needs to get that fitness theme in. It actually starts. It, it... All right. So you know the movie we watched recently that, mm. that you really enjoyed and that I'm briefly blanking on the name of. Um, Has it got Arnie in it? Yes. Um, and it's not called Cobra because that's not an Arnie Red film. Sonja? No. We did a podcast about it. We did a podcast about it. The Terminator? No, the other one. Junior? No, the other one. Uh, Commando? That's the one. There you go. Jesus. You know, <laughs> Stephen immediately forgets everything we do seconds it's, it's after hitting, like end it's recording. It's true. I just put all my thoughts into this. You know the beginning of Commando, where it's just like, this is kind I of do. like the fake film. This is if awesome. that film carried on forever. This yeah, is, this this is, is like is, an hour 40 version of the opening five minutes of Commando. Do you reckon that was like his little like teaser reel, his like sizzle reel? That's a reel. Like, hand yeah. out It's people. a proof of concept. It's been yeah. like, this is what I can do. Yeah, I had to make the action movie at the tail yeah. end of it, whatever. But I want to make my hallmark, family-friendly <laughs> Christmas movie. Yeah, people talk about screwball comedy now what if that was a hallmark movie instead what if i turned this screwball into a hallmark movie yeah it's just like all screwball is just completely sapped out of this there is the the premise is so straight laced for comedy and no comedy comes up from it it's what what if chef but she couldn't cook and her her career is gonna fall apart in a live event, everyone's performing mm. roles. So yeah, so the, the, the premise of the movie, which I'm going to presume that you have not seen it, people. I know some people have. Mm. 
there's a TV chef that it turns out can't cook. Mm. Um, in a parallel storyline, a child is in danger and is saved or not saved. I think saved by a by sheriff. A, a, who, yeah, a, a, a forest ranger. A forest ranger who gives someone a badge later. Um, and in saving the kid, he lets his house burn down, and yeah, that makes him an American hero. Hero, because there's not and, really much to being a hero in America. Yeah, so and that makes him like to any any other th- fire victims. That means that these two people are the two most famous people in America. So the film yep. claims, um, mm-hmm. and the only thing they could save from the fire was. A pretty pristine copy of her cookbook. The cookbook that he just happened to have. That read. he just happened to have. But then the joke is that he doesn't know who she is. But it never really like goes back to... I mean, I've got cookbooks of people that I don't particularly care about. Because so, you sure. get cookbooks every now and then. I'd be quite annoyed if I'd survived a house fire and they put me on <laughs> put me on like a live TV cooking show with one of the chefs I happen to own the copy of the book on. Yeah. So you, you know like peak lockdown time when mm. um, people would keep sitting in front of bookshelves to show off their books. Yes. Um, and sure. there was that You're wonderful game. I, I, I say as we're both sitting in front of bookshelves now, but you can't see that. Um, yeah, sure. But there was that like peak time of being like, wait, is that that book there? Is that that book there? Mm. Why is that Tory politician got that eugenics book? So, um, and you're like, well, Jesus. why do you think? I mean, that happened for a while, and they're like, oh, I have a variety of views. And you're like, mm, do you know? Um, mm. So, imagine if the leap of logic that if you're, and don't think about it too much because it's scary, that your house burned down, Jack, mm. and only one of your books really survived, and then they just oh. presume from that that you want to yeah, go on a live I, TV show I with really, that. I really don't want to go on Jamie Oliver's like 10 minute meals or something. <laughs> like, that'd be just. Like me, just like I, I know how to cook. And because you're such Jamie good friends of Jack Monroe anyway, and Jack Monroe and Jamie Oliver have that feud. Yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah um, I've been that, on the, on the, on the left side of that feud for many years. So me and Jamie mm. don't see eye to eye anymore. No, no, no. Um, you, you, you love turkey twizzlers. <laughs> I genuinely did. Like, yeah. Hell yeah. I don't think that's the first time we've referenced turkey twizzlers on this podcast. And it won't be the last. <laughs> it won't. It is the season. I hope everyone's <laughs> well, having turkey twizzlers on Christmas yeah, Day actually, this year. Yeah. <laughs> mm, that's actually a very good point. Um, so. He, they allude to, and well, by allude to him, I mean they say directly that he is doing it for the money. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not really a character that kind of like fulfills really any, <laughs> any, any role or anything. He is he is muscular man that that appears to be muscular and to yeah. fall in love with the lady. Mm-hmm. So that's it. They it's now I know the whole point of most like screwball comedies is if they just spoke about it, and most fast comedies beyond that. Every every episode of Frasier is if he explained himself in a, a succinct two-sentence sort of phrase, yeah. the whole thing would unravel and be fine. But no. But this takes that a step further by people keep making decisions that just keep jeopardizing themselves you're like mm. why it's it's not you're not talking about it you are actually pushing to what you are creating a farce so mm. like the producer that is seemingly in love with her and at certain points tries tony curtis yeah the he manager, is yeah he is terrible um, and does some, yeah, some pretty horrendous things end of career performance from once great tony curtis and it is framed as being like hilarious and you're like oh it's gosh just this sort is... of here yeah I don't, I don't know if it was a favor did tony curtis and arnie ever work together before it's, it's, it's really upsetting so he he is her manager and then he goes out of his way to put himself as fake husband but yeah. then gets the crew there in a way that everyone knows what's like, why Why are you adding this these layers of complexity that don't mm. need to be there? Like, just do a live show with the guy. You don't need to have mm. a fake family. You don't need to have a fake Christmas. You just need to do a little talk show thing. And they know that she can't cook. They all mm. know. They're fully aware of this. They do the fake cooking. Yet they're like, let's set it up and do it live. It's like, so it just, so, it creating uh, its yeah. own farce is an issue for me. That's that's my problem with this, this comedic text. Mm-hmm. 
and it's just not comedic. <laughs> it's just that's really my not. second problem. It's just um, not funny. Like it, I, I, I've, I have seen the original. I don't remember much of it, but I can imagine the screwball elements work a lot better than this 1992 made-for-TV movie by Arnie. The premise sets up like really good, energetic, fast. Like you have basically lots of people in a house. Mm. People know something. One person doesn't know something. The lie will come out eventually. Can we have some antics in like a twenty-minute sequence or something? And I love but, antics. But what if every scene had like no sense of blocking, as in like occasionally oh. like a person just like walks out of the shot or just appears by the shots like, were never like, established. It's like can we can we can we try please? Um, yeah. The 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 shot choices are wild. The mm. editing choices even wilder. We do occasionally just like cut to just like tumbling snow or something or something. TV movie. Utterly bizarre. TV movie. <laughs> occasionally we cut to um, what are clearly advert breaks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which is, Fade to black. Which is, which is deeply enjoyable. Um, and I I like to find a thing to like in these movies. Sure. I don't think this film is a dreadful yeah, yeah. movie. Um, no, it's, it's, it's something that I would not be surprised played on TV this holiday season and my parents watched it. Yeah. <laughs> like, in the background. I think the thing I'll say in its favour is that everyone has serious cocaine energy. Like, everyone is just mm. really hyped up and going. And but I kind... Like, not like the fun, comedic cocaine energy, No, though, no. Where, like, they're doing funny no. things or doing weird things that can be perceived as funny. It's just a lot of boring cocaine Everyone energy. seems like they're about to flip out and do something inappropriate and dangerous yeah, in a way that's yeah, kind yeah. of appealing to watch but not in a way that makes it a, any kind of good film. I want to see what like what was left on the cuttering floor. I want to see like the deleted scenes or like the blooper reel from this movie. <laughs> There's one character I'm obsessed with which is the, the fake son, son yeah, who the at arts. points becomes a slasher villain. And, like, Very strange. I don't people. really know how and why he's presented in this way. He's like the um, sort of the misunderstood artist mm. of, a, of a son and... who at one point is voiced by Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah very very briefly that's very his briefly. other cameo <laughs> he walks in in like full like Kevin and Perry mode and like walks up the stairs mm-hmm. um, and gets asked presumably if he'll be back and then just Arnie overdubs the line I'll be back and you're like Oh. you got to have one, at least one Terminator reference. If this it's was, like how Hitchcock puts himself in his cameos. You know, this is, if this, this was is... like a complete vanity project and it was just sort of like mm. an Arnie showcase of all his other movies. Like, like a really, The Expendables, like, you mean? If this was The Expendables. Of like a, a best of of his career, but it's a Barbara Stanwyck remake. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a bit towards the beginning, which I mm. liked because of how bad it was, which is when the, the manager, producer, whatever, finds mm. out about the man that has the cookbook yeah the, the the tv is still going and he mm-hmm. leaves that scene on tv is still going is suddenly in a church so clearly he lives with this in this complex with the church in his house and just mm-hmm. interrupts a church service to tell someone some industry official about what is going on about tv mm-hmm. ratings yeah, <laughs> so it's just interrupts, it's, yeah it's the corporate 90s world where tv ruled and church can wait yeah, interrupts like Holy Communion and then walks back into his house when that same news channel is still announcing bits <laughs> of... And it's not even made the full announcement yet about stuff. So he no, just, it's just like the first bullet point of information. He's like, well, i got to report this. It's like Arnie has heard of continuity editing. And it's just like, yeah, it's just when, you, it's just when it keeps going, right? It's when it keeps going. I've heard of these long takes. What happens if I just did long takes with yeah. cuts in them? <laughs> I, was, I was reading a book where I about an office hours um, yeah. about like Charlie Chaplin and Soviet cinema. And they talk about like how one of the interesting things of like early Soviet sound film was like using sound in incongruous ways and it's like mm. he's like i'm really actually inspired by early soviet sound film yeah and what if what if it was not part what if it was part of the diegesis but also yeah, it was not yeah, yeah. what if it was like challengingly new way i'm like oh interesting he's breaking I? boundaries in the christmas in connecticut remake in 1992 made for tv uh is old arnie 
Uh, one, you could describe fact, this as new wave inflected in that it yeah, abandons I, most rules of filmmaking. You could you could describe it like that. Yeah, the sure. There's no establishing shots. There is a very weird yeah. edit. Um, <laughs> there is strange energy that feels like more is left behind scenes. Occasionally, um, it flashes up Liberté, Egalité, Fraternité. You know, Goddard stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got intertitles. Yeah. It's got all sorts. <laughs> um, no, it's it's very vanilla, very stale, very sterile hallmark adjacent this is what i imagine every christmas movie that comes out that's pumped out by like you know the hallmark factory looks like these days every year i tell myself oh i'll I'll watch one because it'll be funny and then like it's just not it's just it's just vanilla boring filmmaking yeah it's dare i say it's not worth watching no it's not it's it's very much for the arnie completionists yeah so much apparently we we didn't even know it existed until like last week um I guess the kind of like interesting thing about it is like how utterly actually though not that's actually I just watched the film A Christmas Story which this is also almost this of how Mm. like tonally bizarre it like Mm. flops between just like wholesome wholesome to like well that was strangely inappropriate Um, (laughs) there's there's a bit where the lights go out and like brother-in-law son guys just like let's make a baby right now you're like there are like three kids and a baby here Mm. Three kids and a baby, which was the three original three men and a baby, and they were like, "What if these babies were grown up?" It, the whole film reminds me of um, the Arnie we see in Pumping Iron, and Arnie makes more okay. sense to me now. You know, when he's talking about being irritating and ejacula- mm-hmm. ejaculating, and yes. you can just hear him behind the camera be like, mm-hmm, "Smutty joke." Like, yeah, yeah, sex comedy. <laughs> oh, I make sex comedy. <laughs> like, no, prefer, no, Arnie, I'd please pro- don't. I'd maybe prefer this if this was a full-blown Arnie sex comedy from the nineties with Tony yeah, Curtis. Yeah. Um, but it's not. It's like, so what's your? Do you have a relationship on screen with uh, Chris Christopherson at all? I, I don't. I don't think I really do. Let me. Uh, I checked his letterbox page and I was like, okay, I've seen six of his movies, and these are possibly six of the strangest movies, like <laughs> in a row. So let's go for. So he's in okay. Blade, and he's in Blade Two. Yes, I've I've seen those movies. He's in Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. I have not seen that movie. He is in The Land Between. Before time six. Oh, he's in he's in one real good movie. <laughs> the Secret of Saurus Rock. He's in Christmas in Connecticut, and he is in Albert Pune's Nights, which I re I, I watched for the first time like two weeks ago, and it absolutely rips. But not I because mean, he's of also in Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, okay, interesting, yeah. cool. And apparently, Alice doesn't live here anymore, which I still need to see. Uh, but yeah, I have never really been drawn to Christopherson as a performer, as a... Uh, he's a composer. As a as a frontman. He's a composer. Yeah, he's a musician. Um, yeah. He's just always been about, but I've never, never really seen him in much. And I was just shocked to see him in this kind of strange, like... It, these are A-list actors, but... And an A-list director, and it's a TNT movie. Can you guess the date at which this aired? I don't know if you saw this on the Wikipedia page. I, I, I do know because it, it is um, my date is... of birth. Oh, is it? Well, happy so this birthday ni- for you, so ni- ni- 1992. Obviously, I was not born at Christmas, but I was off in the year. So the date. Was this actually no, shown no, on the Christmas date? Day? No, oh. this was not. This was shown in the probably the most Christmas time of year, which is April 13th. <laughs> Okay, yeah, okay, no, that's you not... No, it's on the run-up to Christmas, they're getting that started early, or it's, you know, like, the fallout from Christmas is past, and it's like... Surely if you're making a, a Christmas movie, you would yeah. want it to play near... Because most of the time in Christmas productions, yeah, they're not filming around Christmas. Because yeah, because it's the, the, the wonderful life stuff about using... Um, uh, what, what is that carcinogenic material um, as fake snow? Oh, I don't know. 
The, you, you, you know these things. The carcinogenic material that we use to use for fireproofing all the time. Asbestos? <laughs> yes, yeah, using asbestos as, as, as fake snow. As fake snow, um, right, okay. There you go. What I'm saying is this film is basically It's a Wonderful Life. It's basically an advert for asbestos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, dare I list other problems with this movie? And I'm going to. Uh, um, yes, please, please do, because there is a slaying, much more to slaying, dig in here. Slaying the giants of... Does it want to be chaotic or wholesome? Is I think a perpetual kind yeah, of like issue it, that it runs into mm-hmm. as we build to like the end of everything. Just like her life's falling apart, blah blah blah, but it just keeps getting caught into these little things of being like, and here's a little bit of emotion, which again goes to the totally divergent, strange Arnie we see in Pumping Iron. That mm. I'm just like, you just seem like a strange man that doesn't really understand things, and you're. <laughs> The now way that you approach human interaction is very, very strange to me. And okay. this is that laid bare as a directorial style. Mm. Um, obviously, he didn't write it. But the way that any part of the story is implemented is is so... I mean, tone is such an important thing of, of, of direction for me. Mm. Of like, how do you establish something that is coherent and cohesive? Yes. Um, yeah. And there are, there are projects that can balance tone perfectly fine. And there are projects that try and fit too many to- different yeah. tones and end up tripping over its own feet and just making a hodgepodge mess of a, a 1992 movie and yeah that is this one that, so, yeah, is, that this. is arnold schwarzenegger's opus christmas in connecticut um, yeah not, do you not, remember the original you have seen the original do you I remember have it seen still? the original i don't i was going through a screwball phase and they all sort of blurred together i like barbara stanwyck quite a bit i think the premise Obviously works a lot better in the original, but it still doesn't go as far as I'd want it to go in terms yeah, of sort it's, of like it's a decent, like generic this is comedy premise. It's this like, is yeah, like cool, this works. is a Frasier episode waiting to happen, you know, liar revealed that trope, that narrative yeah. trope. We can have some hijinks on the way, but no, this is painted as Man like, versus nature, man versus man. <laughs> Commando meets screwball comedy, please. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um so yeah, dare I say it's 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 not very good. It's um, not very good. It's so this might be our shortest episode yet. Sorry, Arnie, I, but there is not a lot going on in your movie Christmas in Connecticut. <laughs> like you want to point out the wild things, but nothing is like that wild enough to be it's like not. It's, particularly it's interesting. Um, uh, like my notes are so sporadic because there is very little mm. like, I could grasp onto. Like there's a, a opening sequence where they're talking about pesto and i was like well this is probably about as exciting as this movie is mm. going to get so i'll take a note saying pesto is passé <laughs> i kind of enjoyed the bit at the beginning where you see that behind the scenes of, of the show. show being made that was kind more of more of that and- some more of that more antics behind the scenes or something like that that could work um the strange outsider artist son narrative thread i don't recall that being in the original and it definitely feels like of the time like 90s yeah, yeah i feel yeah, like yeah. there's another film that has like a straight like uh, an outsider artist's son character that's painted as sort of like this very st- oh it is uh 2003's wedding crashes i was thinking of spaced i was thinking of brian oh, space. from space yeah that also works but if it was wrapped up in a, a hallmark adjacent adjacent production with like low risk and low output <laughs> yeah um not good and then we get to the end bit of them all like the show's falling apart Mm. You know that people say about like Blair Witch Project and stuff have been like stop filming at this point. I'm like, what? I'm like, turn the cameras off. If, if this thing is just happening, like, like, why do you keep following her with your camera then? What, like, what is going on yeah. here? So yeah, it does not justify itself. It's not very good. Um, what would you recommend in its stead? Yeah, I'm just thinking about. That. I forgot to prepare that, but I'm going to try to think of like a. I'm going to go for a, like a sort of Christmassy screwball mm. comedy or 
a comedy that should work at this sort of level, should operate on this level. It's uh, Lubitsch's uh, A Shop Around the Corner, which was later Ooh, okay. remade. Which was later remade uh, for Tom Hanks in You've Got Mail. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's originally Shop Around the Corner uh, with Jimmy Stewart of It's a Wonderful Life fame. So yeah, that's that's my Christmas in Connecticut replacement. What about you? Have you got a uh, something Christmassy, something fun? No, no. I was just going to say, if you want to watch like a Scrooble-esque um, fast-talking comedy about filming things, then just watch mm. Sullivan's Travels. Just watch Sullivan's Travels. Oh, Why yeah, not watching Sullivan's Travels? Just watch any other classic... I, I say other. Watch any Screwball any comedy, basically, from the 40s. <laughs> um, or... Or know. What's Up, Doc? Just watch What's Up, Doc. Why are you, why are you watch, watching this? Um, watch A Christmas Story while you uh, no, <laughs> sort out that. your shower. <laughs> no, I think A Christmas Story is as bad as this. <laughs> okay, well, we'll get to that on The Office, uh, the office Hours episode. A Christmas that we're Story about is more objectionable than this. Sure, actually, sure. Mm, actually, there are points of this that they're deeply unnextable. The um, yeah, that manager character occasionally just says horrendous things. Like, oh, okay. mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, Tony Curtis for you, baby. I don't think yeah. he was acting. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. It, it, <laughs> it does come across like that. <laughs> you know that we wanted in the um, the pairings, the Reitman pairings. We wanted yes, them to let yeah, yeah. Danny DeVito full DeVito, and they just mm. don't. It feels like he took that note and let Tony Curtis full Vito, Tony Curtis. Full, yeah. Oh. This is the film where you'd need Danny DeVito in the producer role. There could yeah. be something. Yeah, there. that that would be such a. We say that like we haven't just watched a couple of films where Danny DeVito was cast in a role against Arnie and it didn't work. No, but maybe the, Arnie this could have been the, the one. This could, could be the one where it worked. Him more. And, but Arnie could be the Chris Christopherson and would be better as a Chris Christopherson. Yeah, can Chris Christopherson direct this and then we <laughs> yes! him for Arnie and then we get Danny DeVito and Tony Curtis can go play uh, yeah, whoever I, it is I really in Jumanji. Like that. <laughs> I really, I really like that as an idea. Yeah, okay, brilliant. Tony Curtis. Uh, replace Tony Curtis in every movie with Danny DeVito. Thank I mean, we do much. know from Kindergarten Cop that Arnie like had that waiver of I want Ivan Reitman to direct this, mm-hmm. uh, to direct films, and this yeah. very much seems like his directorial hero is Ivan Reitman because it has that same kind of like, like that weird style. relationship with tone and mm. just kind of wants to be that crowd pleasing. Like, but yes, he's not in that many of, of those. But that seems to be his thing. He seems to really like those. That's interesting. Yeah, it's a very strange style to try and like homage to almost of being like Ivan Reitman is the greatest comedic filmmaker ever. I'm going to take some notes out of his. He made me who I am. (laughs) And just make like yeah, very much a nothing, low risk, low effort Christmas movie that I'm sure people watch. Do people watch this one? No one. I don't think so. No one's no one's no one's heard of this. Because it's been, I mean, streaming and the Hallmark Channel has made this useless. Yeah. Maybe people in Connecticut like it. I don't know. I can't Maybe, possibly but I don't want to talk to any of them. <laughs> so that was Christmas in Connecticut from 1992, directed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. His, His first only, and last. Yeah. It's pretty much the only reason to watch it is to, uh, you can tell your friends at pub pub crawls and pub bar crawls and pub trivia yeah you, when, when, when there's pointless movie. when you're watching pointless at christmas with the family because <laughs> you've not really something on and they're like name arnold schwarzenegger films you can just go christmas in connecticut and no, that like, will no, be a pointless that's answer a, that's a barbara stanwick film and you were like i know the truth yeah this, was, this was aired on tnt on april 13th thank you very and much yes he does have a cameo in it so it also counts as a performance so you're gonna get it because <laughs> the person in front of you is gonna say the long goodbye and they're gonna think they've done, done great Ugh. but i'll have already said that so <laughs> that's got one point but your real pointless heads yeah this one yeah so did i tell you about for- that time i watched pointless this is not gonna work for people and it was peter capaldi films came up oh, okay yeah 
I think and we've done this on yeah. the. We've done this on a podcast. Yeah, You've, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have. And Emma and we I have. were like Lair of the White Worm, and it was yeah, a pointless. It's answer. pointless. There it's you go. the best movie. Uh, Arnold White Schwarzenegger White directs uh, a Lair of the White Worm remake. Yes, please. Oh, he could. Um, so, for more stacks goodness, please rate and review the podcast wherever you can. We really do appreciate it. And it is Christmas time. It is the holiday season. Why not share? It's nearly our... Jack's birthday, so treat it's nearly him. my birthday. Oh, come on, do me a favor and it's very share this with a birthday, friend. Isn't it? Uh, it's very near my birthday, 23rd yeah. of December, if you're yeah. counting at home. Uh, if you're not counting at home, it's still 23rd of December. Uh, so yeah, share this episode with a friend. Who loves Arnie? Your friends love Arnie. Share this episode with a friend and tell them to go over to patreon.com forward slash the stacks on film. For more on Christmas film. goodies this month, you get all the backlog from October, yep. November, and you'll get everything in January, in February, and we're going to do this until we are masters of the universe. Yes, like He-Man. Uh, we're going to have some Christmas goodies. We're going to do some commentary tracks this month. Uh, we're going to save those for special announcements, though, because we are still yeah. working out what we're actually going to pick. And we want. Yeah, I kind and of want to surprise Stephen with some absolute garbage. So it's also fun. difficult, as it always is around Christmas, of being yeah, away scheduling. a lot. Um, so the Christmas hits might come after Christmas, but they'll still be Who Christmas knows? hits. Yeah, we'll work on something. I'll work yeah. on my own videos and I'll, um, I'll work on my own podcast and I'll do both parts. I'll just pretend just, to just edit me do in. Stephen's voice and yeah. try and guess what you say about uh elf <laughs> we're not doing elf i don't want to watch elf again i went to see elf at the victoria baths once okay we'll talk about that talk about that right now i want to hear about um, that uh, the victoria baths in manchester is a beautiful art deco swimming pool which they occasionally use as like a, a cinema venue for like village mm. screen stuff so you can go see so the same company that i went to see the descent in a cave um so we went to see um elf i think we got free tickets because <laughs> okay. This is when back when Emma worked for Gorton Monastery. Um, so Gorton Monastery was one of the village village screen venues for Romeo plus Juliet. Oh yes, um, and yeah, I yeah, think yeah. as like a make good, they they like we we got tickets to go see Elf. Elf oh. is not a particularly good movie. It's not a bad. It's movie. not a good movie. I watch it it's... every year just because it's always on TV and like it's fine. It's probably yeah. the best thing John Favreau's ever done. <laughs> I'm Iron Man one. Oh, those are those are movies. I'll have to revisit one day, but I'm just so bored. People of... like Chef a lot. I don't care about Chef. Oh, I like The Jungle Book. Uh, it's fine. I like The Mandalorian. Yeah. You don't like The Mandalorian, but no, I like The Mandalorian. No. Yeah. Anyway, go watch The Mandalorian. <laughs> We've been yeah. the stacks. Go watch Mandalorian. Um, I hear Happy Andor is good. Watch Andor. I've not watched watch Andor. Andor. Watch and or and or go to our Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Stephen's tucking into his second glass of port. We've got no, fifty-five more episodes. Oh, it's still the first. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful holiday. Wait, now season. it's the second. Now it's the second glass of port. And um, we'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>